Hello there. Okay. Welcome. 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 It is Wednesday. Another Wednesday is upon us. Here we are again. And it's time for Wednesday Wisdom with Devin. And I am your host, Devin. It's wonderful to spend some time and share some space with you this morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you find yourself. So we're going to discuss something that is super important and I don't feel like it's talked about enough. And that is exercising in a way that is in alignment and, and, and supportive of, so in alignment with and supportive of the needs of the highly sensitive system so that it is energizing us and uplifting us rather than contributing to more stress and more exhaustion and more overstimulation. So let's get into this. I'm super excited. I'm going to share some guidelines with you to keep in mind um, from an integrative health and an Ayurvedic perspective. And obviously right off the bat, always listen to your own body. Um, nothing here is like in concrete or gospel, right? Like we're all our own best advocates. These are just invitations as always. Everything from me is an invitation. For those of you that don't know me or need a little refresher, I am Devin and I am an integrative health expert and Ayurvedic health advisor and a holistic life coach and the founder of the Inner Spark Method, where I teach you to understand, support, and embrace your high sensitivity so that it may be the gift that it is, the gift that guides you through life rather than being the source of shame and frustration overwhelm and something that is wrong with you so that you can experience greater confidence, better health, and more joy as a result of having sensitivity that is understood and really supported. So on to the exercise portion of our time together. Most exercise advice that is, you know, more mainstream, so the the mainstream kind of narrative about exercise, that narrative and the advice is, is pretty harmful, uh, especially to a sensitive system. I think things are slowly changing, but you know, that, that whole more is better, no pain, no gain. Um, and, and following a very kind of rigid, high performing routine all the time, um, you know, none of that is, is neither sustainable nor really beneficial for like most all bodies, but especially highly sensitive ones. So high sensitivity impacts the entire system, the physical body, the emotions, our energy, our nervous system, our mind, um, all of it, all of it is, is impacted. It really impacts all aspects of our being. So even though this, this mainstream narrative and mo mo most of what we are taught throughout our lives um, is actually kind of not the greatest, daily movement is crucial, right? It, it is crucial. We are in bodies that are designed to move. They want to move. Movement is, is life, it's healing. So what do we do, right? When it comes to transforming high sensitivity from the source of shame and frustration and something that's wrong, it's really important, like the most important thing, if you take nothing else from today at all, the most important way to go about doing that, making that transformation is to create a strategic 
sustainable, non-negotiable set of daily habits. And that's what I teach in my program. My clients develop a set of five key daily habits to build their resilience um, and to really thrive with high sensitivity. And one of those daily habits is movement, movement. And it, it's, it's like uh, maybe the first one that we work on. It's, it's so important for so many reasons. It helps us to be in our bodies as highly sensitive people. We tend to spend a lot of time in our heads, a lot of time perceiving and receiving and, and analyzing and digesting like all the stuff up here. So it helps us to be in our bodies. It moves energy and emotions, right? It reduces stress and feelings of anxiety and restlessness and overthinking, helps us with sleep. Another thing that many high sensitive, highly sensitive people can have problems with and so much more. But, 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 the only way we're going to receive those benefits from exercise is if our daily movement practice is one that is really supportive of a sensitive system. And I like to say movement rather than exercise, because I think, again, so much of what we've been taught throughout our lives, for many people, not everybody, exercise, the word can kind of have a little bit of a yuck feeling to it, right? Like we're exercising for something to look a certain way or because health guidelines from, you know, the government tell us we should do this. Um, movement just sounds better, feels better to me. So if you hear me use them interchangeably, I'm not like talking about two different things. They're synonymous to me. Movement's better. So maybe not quite synonymous. Anyway, we're getting off topic. So to get these benefits from your daily movement practice, to ensure that you're really reaping the rewards and not having it be another source of like overstimulation and stress to a highly sensitive system that's already quite easily overstimulated and stressed out, there are some things we can keep in mind. And so here are these three guidelines from an integrative health and an Ayurvedic perspective on movement, all right? So number one is that you would exert just enough effort to be at half your capacity and then stop. So if, for example, you're somebody that loves to do like those like 60 minute spin classes and by the end you are just like worked and like, you know, maybe for the rest of the day, you kind of feel a little exhausted. Um, your hunger is like really peaked. You've sweat buckets, right? Maybe half your capacity is like 30 minutes or 20 minutes. And then you can build from there. Sure. Right. Like that's, that's how we grow. We can build some endurance. We can if, if spinning for 60 minutes is something that you really want to do, um, working up to that so that you are always at half your capacity and then stopping. So doing what you could do and then stopping. So stopping at the point when you could. <laughs> oh, live things. I can't just pause and like recollect my brain. Working to half your capacity. So doing something that you could do again and then stopping and not doing it again. That's what that means. <laughs> the second guideline, number two, is that you would exert just enough effort so that you are breathing through your nose the whole time. So none of that like panting, almost like hyperventilating, um, 
you know, kind of dying thing. You're staying in control of the breath and ideally keeping it through the nose because this is where we can really soothe the system. Because exercise movement is stressful on the system. It's, it's that beneficial stress. It's the stress that builds resilience over time. It's a stress that is really healing and powerful. And we have to stay within that nice window. And so breathing through the nose sends the signal that we're okay. We're okay. And then number three is that you would exert just enough effort to get like sweat coming through, you know, like the forehead and the back, those, those like prime spots that kind of start sweating first, the little armpits, the back, the hairline. And then those would also be your signs to stop. So weaving all of that together, right? Like what is half my capacity? Am I doing something in a way that lets me breathe through the nose the whole time? And am I getting a little sweat, right? As opposed to like pushing it to the limit, no pain, no gain, like puking <laughs> and like panting, hyperventilating. And like, I can wring my shirt out when I'm done, right? We, we, we don't want to go there. We don't, don't really need to go there. It's, it's unnecessary. So some specific examples of exercise that are really, really beautiful for highly sensitive people are kind of more mindful, slow things. So really long held yoga classes. And you know, none of this is, because if, if you're somebody like me, I enjoy a challenge, right? We're all different. Some of us really love to take it easy and we might need to challenge ourselves more. Some of us are really good at challenging ourselves and might need to like back it down. That's kind of been more my lane throughout my lifetime. And I'm so glad that in these last couple of years, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, why, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> so embracing where you are and kind of like looking at where, where that, that place of, of more balance is for you. And so just because we're kind of maybe taking it easier. So I might be speaking to people who are more prone to challenging themselves. Just because things are slower or more mindful doesn't mean that we're not challenging ourselves. Like hold a yoga asana for a lot longer than you want to, right? Get into a safe, well-aligned, you know, warrior one and just hold that thing for 10, 15 breaths, right? Like that's, that's a challenge. We don't need, and it's so much more calming to the system. We don't need all this like super fast. So long-held yoga sequences, Tai Chi and Qigong also very slow, very mindful, very engaging. So thinking of that kind of like low, slow simmer for ourselves, walking in nature, swimming and dancing, really beautiful, beautiful ways of movement. So when we follow those three guidelines that I mentioned, we're allowing ourselves to receive the benefits of movement rather than having it be another way to zap our energy and lead to more overstimulation and exhaustion. When we go over that threshold, like I said, we're actually stressing ourselves out more. So exercise is a stressor and the highly sensitive system is quite more um, like responsive and constantly receiving and perceiving and always on. And so it's much more likely and more easily stressed out than other people's. And so having exercise be a thing that's adding to, it's like, why? When it can be something that can actually be healing and supportive. So when we follow those guidelines, we're letting it be a source of nourishment and upliftment rather than contributing to more, um, feelings of exhaustion, feelings of anxiousness, feeling overly emotional, 
right? So all of the all of the things that we experience because we believe that our high sensitivity is a problem. So those symptoms of mismanaged and misunderstood sensitivity that I've talked about before, exercising in more of a like mainstream way is just going to contribute to that and increase it even more. And like, it's like, why, right? As a highly sensitive person, you can stress yourself out just by like sitting in a room, right? Like they're just by yourself, right? Like there's plenty to, to hear and see and, and perceive and all like all this stuff that's happening all the time. So it's like exercise doesn't need to be another way of, of adding to that, not at all. And so if you've maybe not been exercising because you don't like how you feel afterwards, check yourself and maybe ask, am I doing it in a way that, that is bringing about more stimulation and more exhaustion? Or can I start following these three guidelines? Moving to half your capacity, being able to still breathe through your nose and getting like just enough sweat. We want to sweat. It's important to help us to move energy and, and, and detoxify the system. It's one of the pathways of elimination in our body, but we don't want to like sweat buckets and bring our shirt out afterwards. So one last thing, when we can be fluid with our movement practices. So again, not striving for like high performance all the time and any of that other nonsense, but letting it be adaptable and fluid and changing throughout um, the year, throughout the, as the seasons change, as our life seasons change, as our seasons of our menstrual cycle change, all of that gets to, gets to be okay. And that's another way that it is healing and uplifting to us. It gets to be a celebration. It gets to be nourishing. It gets to feel good. It's a way of building self-trust and confidence and resilience and vitality and really letting our sensitivity be a way to support this process, right? Daily movement really builds such, such trust and, and, and a deeper relationship with our bodies and with our whole system. And it's really a wonderful tool on the journey of understanding, supporting, and embracing our highly sensitive gifts. So I wanted to just leave you with a couple of ideas to get these things in because it doesn't take much. We're not talking about like some long marathon thing, right? You can do a little bit throughout the day and it's such a wonderful way to like check in. So dance to a song, right? Just like pick a song, dance to it, move on. Get up and stretch periodically. Do some yoga in the morning before your day gets started. Go for a walk at lunchtime beautiful way to support digestion also. Have uh, walking calls or meetings. I love doing that. Turn chores into fun by dancing along. We also do that over here at my house because I don't really like cleaning all that much. <laughs> but when, when we, uh, my partner and I put on some music and like divvy it up, it's like, all right, let's just, we're, we're going to do it. And then it's fun. And you can use, maybe if you come together as a family and have some like evening television time, add in some movement, add in a little movement. There are loads of ways to do it. It's just a matter of like, I want to check in with my body. What do they need? What can I do? So that's what we, what I got for you today. Um, let it be fun. Let it be simple and, and let it be enjoyable and sustainable. And by adopting this daily habit, your sensitivity will definitely thank you. And it will be well on its way to being transformed into the superpower that it is. So tell me 
if you move your body every day and what that looks like, what your favorite ways to move your body are. I personally love walking. I could walk for hours and hours and hours. I love cycling. I love yoga. I love um, Pilates and bar and dancing. Those are some of my most favorite, favorite ways that I incorporate throughout my, my week in my life. So share with me some of yours and thank you so much for tuning in with me. If you're still here, I know that your time is precious and valuable. And so thank you so much, seriously, for spending some of it with me. I hope this was supportive and helpful. And if you'd like some more support in transforming your high sensitivity from the source of shame and frustration and something that is wrong with you into a superpower to really enrich your life and the lives of like, well, the world really, um, I invite you to join my program, The Inner Spark Method. You can learn more at theinnersparkmethod.com and I will see you next time. Thank you again. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.